All right. Good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman. And as always with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are PS. This is awesome. A PlayStation podcast. This is episode 189, almost a big 190. This is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. But before we get off the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash PS. This is awesome. Visit us over on Twitter at PS. This is awesome. And Tumblr, PS. This is awesome. And if you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PSN, you can find me at anchorless underscore eighty. One and Mr. Jake Peters at Jakesaw01. And as always, you can write the show at PS This Is Awesome at gmail.com. And most importantly, don't forget to share the show with your friends. Be sure to leave comments, rate the podcast as you see fit. And as a reminder, this is a video podcast as well. So you can go over to our YouTube channel and watch it if you prefer. And then for new and or longtime listeners, we now have a Patreon where you can support the show at a $1 level called the One and Only $1 Club. So head over to www.patreon.com slash PS This Is Awesome to become a one dollar patron and get your free die cut vinyl sticker so in this show we're essentially going to talk about the playstation event and then some other news so everybody knows that that happened there was an nvidia leak we're gonna we're gonna touch on briefly how you doing jake uh i'm alive so there's that yeah man that's awesome Uh, uh, other than that i'm just generally incredibly busy and tired yeah Sorry to hear that you're so busy and tired. I'm kind of feeling that way too. I mean, for those who don't know, we had a we had a show that we played Saturday night, and it was a late one. Like we played from ten to eleven, and it was like an hour out. So by the time we got loaded up and back home, it was like past midnight. At least it was for me, Nate and I. I was tired. Yeah, as shit. I mean, by the time I got home, it was probably twelve thirty, twelve forty-five. I was probably in bed around one, and I was actually up at four o'clock that morning jeez because i and then i went and i was at the track all day basically got home i was was home for about an hour and then drove to erie to play that show yeah we didn't really even have a chance to really talk or anything that night like it was just like i was on the other side of the stage trying to get a free drink while the band before us was playing we we all kind of showed up closer to game time and uh i ran into some some friends and they started chatting me up and then i you know, was trying to get one drink, and then by the time I got my drink, and then the way it was configured, I couldn't make it back to the backstage while the other band was playing. Like the only way there was like through, unless I wanted to walk around a block, um, which I didn't want to really do. So uh, we grabbed a guitar, set up a gear, played, and then everyone just fucking left. It was interesting. It was weird. It, it's it was a cool night though. the way they have that yeah. place set up. The venue is cool, but like I like that trackside thing, but. They have that whole area beside the stage where it's literally there's nothing there because they have that big fucking antique cart there. Yeah. And they could just put a door there so people could get back and forth from behind the stage. But instead, people either have to wait while a band is playing or just literally walk through the band. To yeah, get it was back really weird for the band members. But anyways, I had a good time. It was pretty considerably busier than I thought it was going to be. Like, I got to admit, like. I was kind of concerned about the COVID scare. You know, there were so many people. Like, it was just like, man, you know, if I don't get it after tonight, like, I'm probably not going to get it. You know, we'll see if the vaccination works. <laughs> we'll see. You know, I mean, you can still get it anyways with it. But we'll see. We'll see. I um, I don't know, man. So, anyways, I'm going to show the YouTube watchers right now. We've got P.S. This is Awesome stickers. They finally came in. They look sweet. They're die cut. They're vinyl. Made by our good friends over at MLS Screen Printing and Punxsutawney. So if you sign up to the Patreon, we finally have stickers to mail you. So, yeah, man, I'm just, uh, yeah, the weekend was like, I finally got my motorcycle helmet. 
got it all figured out, but it was a pain in the ass. I don't know how long I need to go into detail about it, but it, it's like one of those things where if I get too carried away, it'll turn into like a really big rant. You just got it? Well, no, 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 no. So I ordered I ordered the medium at first, right? The And I got the gloss black from Revzilla. I got a medium helmet. It shows up. It's got the tags on it still. The visor has like the nice little sticker thing on it that you peel off, you know. So you know it's brand new. I felt like it was a little tight, right? And I was like, you know what? I wanted a matte black helmet anyways. And then um, up on J&P Cycles or something, they had a matte black large, same style. I was like, fuck it. You know what? I'm going to hang on to the Revzilla one because they have a 90-day return policy. And I'm going to order the one from J&P Cycles and get the matte black large and see if that fits my head a little better. Well, it shows up. And this motorcycle helmet has a gnat caught in the front in the front uh, air vent. You, like someone clearly had worn this fucking thing. The the sticker on the visor was a little disheveled and off, and uh, the the tags that are around the uh, the double D ring um, were clipped off and just inserted in the helmet, and it didn't have one of those nose uh, nose strips that go in. You know what I'm talking about? Those things. I don't know what they're called. Like a nose. It's not kind of like a nose guard, but it's not. It's like if you just had like a helmet, the the opening there's mm-hmm. that rubber gasket that has like the little nose thing on it, right? It didn't have that, and it was supposed to come with one. And I'm like. Well, at least I'm going to try this fucking thing on. So I tried it on. It was just too big. So the medium's the right size. So anyways, I sent that fucker back. So I'm waiting for my $300 back on that helmet right now. And uh, I hung on to the gloss black one. And then out of nowhere, because Amazon tracks everything you do, Amazon's like, oh, we have the Bell Qualifier DLX with MIPS in matte black and medium. You can order it now if you want. There's only one left in stock. And I was like... Fuck, that's the kind of that's the, exactly what I wanted. Now that I know the medium fits, so I ordered that. The Amazon helmet came, perfect condition, brand new. I never used the Revzilla one; I only tried it on. So I got to mail the Revzilla one back, and I will be good. I will finally have my helmet. What a pain in the ass, though, dude. Like I can't. So I'm technically I'm nine hundred dollars out for a helmet. Waiting for two refunds. So it's just like, man, I don't know. There's no better way to do this shit around here, though. Like you said, like there's really no good, there's no good like place to go helmet shopping. We need to open a motorcycle helmet store exclusively. There's helmets. You could. There's a. There's they're opening a cycle gear in Cleveland. Oh yeah. And there's one in Pittsburgh. So there's those two places you can go. Yeah. But there's no place like within not close to us. You no know, half hour yeah. here. So anyways, I'm you just to- waiting for my refunds, but I, I took a spin on the bike today with the with the helmet from Amazon, the one that I wanted, and I like it. Fits well. It's good. I did order slightly uh, smaller cheek pads off off of uh, Revzilla for like twenty bucks, just because I tried because I swapped them out because the large come with forty, the large comes with uh, thirty five, and the small comes with or the medium comes with forty, right? So then um, I, I when I had both helmets here, I swapped out just to see what it would feel like, and uh, it, it was still giving me chipmunk cheeks, like you say you should have or whatever, but it wasn't as vicious. Like and I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I think these might be thirty five might be better for my face, and I have this big ass beard right now, so that probably has something to do with it. But, uh, yeah, dude, that was my motorcycle helmet debacle, but we don't need to talk about that anymore. But if you guys want to watch Jake talk about the Diablo 2 beta, uh, ride his motorcycle around, that's on YouTube right now, and you guys can go check that out. So make sure you do. I watched it. It was really cool, man. I enjoyed the video. 
But uh, let's get it's, uh, go ahead. It's fun. Yeah, it is fun. Let's get into it a little bit. Um, let's talk about games we're playing. Jake, I can't believe how many games I have been playing. I don't know how it's happened. It just kind of happened. So, Golf Club Wasteland was a new game that came out last week, and I sent you a, a link to it. I picked it up. It's ten bucks. I streamed me playing it on our YouTube channel for a little bit for the first time. It's a really cool fucking game. It's not like a simulator by any stretch of the imagination. It's like one of those games where the left stick will change the trajectory of your shot and the right stick adjusts the power and X just hits it, right? And some of these pars are like 18 par. But like the cool thing is they give you challenges every hole. So I don't know how many holes there were. But the story is, is that Earth is no longer inhabited, and you're this, you're this guy. I guess the rich can come back to Earth and play golf, and it's, and it's in, it's like a 2D. It kind of looks like a Flash game, but it's so much the odd. The, it, the music is what really made the game. The music and the, there's like this background radio channel where it's like a broadcast from Mars, and they're talking about what happened to Earth and all this stuff. And it's real quiet while you're golfing. And then sometimes I'll put on like this slow, like like kind of like a groove techno sound. And then the, then the radio host will get back on like you're listening to blah 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 blah, and you're just like. Thing, like hitting this thing and it's so it's just awesome the game's really awesome for 10 bucks it's called golf club wasteland i really liked it and every hole like if you can get under par or hit a certain amount you unlock a little blurb of story content and it's not like visual it's just like a it's just like when you beat the hole it's that it, it'll have if you didn't if you didn't unlock the content it all looks like it's redacted right so it's all like whited out or blacked out so you can't read it and then if you hit the par it unveils that or if you hit the goal and then you can read and it's like some sort of like story. There's like I guess there's like two or three different stories in the game. The one is the main one that you play is the main guy in the game. Um, but what was really cool about the game is it came with like a 50 page uh, art book or something. I don't know how it worked and and it, and the soundtrack. So when I got into the game on the PlayStation, um, one of the bonus features was the artwork. After you beat the game, it unlocks this 50-page art art book, giving more of the character's backstory and stuff. For 10 bucks, dude, I thought it was fucking cool. I got really frustrated with some of the shots. So the putting was like, you don't ever change clubs, so it's always the same club, and you're just really working off the power of your swing. So my only gripe about it was there's no percentage meter. It's all visual. So usually with these kind of games, like I like to know, okay, that's where 60% is going to get me or this is where 100% is going to get me and, and this is where – but it's a little sci-fi too. So there's like little bank shots and stuff you got to try to do. It was fun as shit, dude. So I played Golf Club. Well, I'm glad you like it. It's, you sent me that link and I looked at it and I was like, what the fuck is this game? And yeah. then, But it sounds like it's pretty cool. For 10 bucks, the price is right, yeah. Any more I wouldn't have wanted it. Any less, I would have felt they undersold it. So Golf Club Wasteland, I, I – Jump back into Alien Isolation. I forgot that the DualShock 4 works with the Mac. And I had a lot of grievances with this game at first because I just couldn't get past some of the parts. And there's insta-death with the Alien. Dude, I'm going to take back some of what I said because playing it with the DualShock was so much easier for me. And this game is fucking awesome. Like... It's an older game, but it is so good. The audio, the sound. So if you're looking for like a scary, suspenseful game to play this October, like I kind of have been, Alien Isolation is an, usually a pretty cheap purchase, and it's a pretty long game. I think I put like 35, almost 40 hours into this thing. Um, so anyways, played that, beat it, real happy with that. And then I finished Walking Dead Season 1 on the YouTube page. 
So that is done. Uh, the whole season is completed. If you want to go back and watch my playthrough of the entire first season of Walking Dead, you can do that. Next up is going to be 100 Days. And then lastly, I picked up this game, Darkest Dungeon, which I showed you. And I think you already knew about it. But like it was on sale on Steam. And it's available on the, on the PlayStation as well. But, man, I couldn't pass it up for $4. Dude, I'm hooked. This game is awesome. Darkest Dungeon is awesome. Have you ever played it? No, but I've watched a lot of stuff about it, and I almost bought it probably half a dozen times. I just never pulled the trigger because so good. it's one of those Dude. games that I just don't know whether or not I want to get. I, I ne- could never decide if I really wanted to get into it's it. It's addicting. So It's real addicting. There's a little bit of that, like clearing the fog of war when you get down in the dungeon and like you you, you know clear you have to clear like the, to beat the quest you have to clear like 90% of the dungeon and they show you these different rooms and you walk your party through and it's very much a strategy RPG build your character but when people die they're dead and then you're constantly getting new people for your camp um, and uh, you know if people die you just have to replace them and just level up the new guys and uh it's it's really fun so it has that XCOM thing that i like a lot you know <clears> with the <throat> permadeath with the characters so but it's I, right. it's not a it's not like a roguelike or roguelite or whatever where where you're playing the same shit over and over now you can go back to grind but that's not really what this game is so i, I really like it man so what about you what are you playing so I played a little bit more Destiny 2 after we talked last week, but mainly I've been playing, um, surprisingly, Psychonauts 2. Oh, wow. All right. Which came out last week. And so, and I've heard nothing but good things about it. So I wanted to try it out. I didn't play the first Psychonauts. I mean, I heard about it, um, but the... I don't know. I just, I'm not like a huge double fine fan just because like, I've never been a big fan of their like Tim Burton esque art style mm. and stuff like that. But, but Tim Schaefer writes really good stories. So, and I've heard nothing but good things about Psychonauts too. And about how it kind of tackles mental issues and things like that. So, and it's a 3d platformer. It's kind of, uh, lighthearted so i decided to jump into that and i've been playing it and it's pretty good it's got some bugs which is a little unfortunate like there's a few times where i just got like stuck Mm -hmm. on the world and i had to like restart at certain points but uh generally i would say that it runs pretty good the the voice acting is really good the story is pretty interesting i've i've gotten to the point where i'm like uh I'm just kind of acclimated to the art style, so it doesn't put me off as much as it did when I first started the game. <laughs> yeah. If if you don't, if you never, just if you never heard of Psych- Psychonauts, just Google it and you'll see what I mean about the art style. It's very Cartoon-y, like right? if you've watched a Tim Burton movie, a Tim Burton cartoon where everything's really like disproportional and like the colors are all weird and like it, it's. It's very much like that. But there's a lot of really cool things about it. Like the, um, you know, like the main character, you're a psychic and you have psychic abilities. And one of the things that you do is you go into people's minds and you try to like solve their problems by fixing their brain and like helping them fight their internal demons or whatever. And, uh, like all the enemies are really clever. Like I don't, I never played the first one, so I don't know how much of this tra- like transfers mm-hmm. over, but there's a lot of stuff like, uh, 
like one of the um you know one of the enemies is like a sensor and it's literally just a guy that runs around with one of those big rubber stamps with like the no symbol and he tries to like like stomp you out whenever you're trying to get through the level yeah um one of the um one of the bad guys is uh regret and it's literally like this flying thing with this really heavy weight that's like weighing it down the whole time it's flying around like it's all like this commentary on just mental uh like like your mental state and everything you you pick up all the collectibles are like figments of an imagination or you'll pick up like half a brain and if you go find or half a mind and if you go find the other half a mind it makes a whole mind and then you get like a level for that there's like uh um there's there are like these collectibles that are called emotional baggage and it's literally just bags that are that are you know whining whenever you find them and you have to find the tag that goes with the bag it's it's like it's it's really it's really cute and it covers a lot of really it it seems like it covers a lot of uh not cute i mean like adult themes in terms of mental health and stuff Mm. like that so serious i'm really enjoying it i haven't really played much of uh anything else um like i said a little bit of destiny uh i hiding my time a little bit because i want to play death loop mm. and some other stuff uh diablo 2 is coming out pretty soon so um this is just biding my time i do want to beat it though before i jump into death loop which came out today so i kind of have to get my ass in gear but i think i got a long way to go on psychonauts to be honest yeah yeah, well, let's talk about one thing real quick. So there's a PlayStation firmware incoming tomorrow. This is comes from Push Square, and place, Sony posted some stuff about this. We talked about the firmware update on a previous podcast and what all it was going to include. Um, so it looks like, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm on the Push Square site. There's a laundry list of stuff on here. The big one, the big takeaway for me was being able to look at the trophies vertically. I don't know if that so control center customization, uh, enhanced game base. Um, don't really care about that. Do a lot of online gaming, uh, game library, and home screen updates. Um, let me see here: screen reader controls, new game and social experience customizations, automatic capture of personal best videos, new trophy tracker. We've added the new trophy tracker. It let's players quickly access up to five. This is actually from the PlayStation blog, not Push Square. Um, Five trophies per game through the control center. 3D audio support for building TV speakers, which is a weird feature. And then the storage expansion, the M2 uh, SSD storage expansion, is now going to be available. So, uh, And then there's remote play app and PS app enhancements, which is kind of nice. And then, So uh, it's a big, substantial system software update. So that's coming down the pike, and we don't really need to go into it. I just want to let the listeners know that that's happening. So make sure your system's in rest mode. Um, so that you can get that downloaded or whatever. And uh, hopefully you don't have a game in rest mode waiting because it might auto-restart and shut your game off. But, yeah, so that's happening. And then the PlayStation event, Jake, happened. Now, there was a lot of shit that got announced in here. This is in no specific order. I have a list on our document here, so we can just talk about these stuff. Now, this was the first thing they announced, was that there's going to be a Knights of the Old Republic remake from the ground up. And this was really kind of like a... 
an interesting way to kick off the show, I thought. I don't remember playing the original um, Knights of the Old Republic. People call it, quote, KOTOR or whatever. But, like, I don't remember... I don't remember playing it, but I do know that I played it, and I remember that it was awesome. But I don't remember anything about it, if that makes any sense. It was so long ago. It's it's really good. Honestly, this is probably... Um, I mean, just to start, I guess I would say that this PlayStation event was probably the best showing PlayStation has had in a really long time. I mean, in terms of like the event, what they showed, the consistency of the quality of the stuff that they showed, I would say it's probably one of the best events they've had in a long time. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic, them starting out with that was really shocking to me because... One, I didn't know they were remaking it. I figured they would do something with it at some point, but I didn't know that they were going to remake it, which maybe I should have. Um, but uh, two is that Knights of the Old Republic was an Xbox and PC exclusive. Mm-hmm. So now that it's being made exclusively for PS5 as a remake, is pretty shocking. Um that's that's kind of one of the things I took away from it, but I know a lot of people are really excited about it. I played probably, you know, I've played the first five hours of KOTOR like a dozen times, not that many times, but probably two or three times. And uh, I really wanted to get into it, but it's gotten to the point now where the game is so old uh, just, that like suffers. I'll just wait for the I'll just wait for the remake and then I'll just love it. You know, I'll play it then. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing this won't be out until 2023, 2024. But that was a neat way to tease some things. Now, that's interesting to me. Well, let's double back a little bit and what you said about the PlayStation about it being like one of their better showings. I think that. I don't know. It didn't really strike me as an amazing showing. It didn't strike me as a shitty showing. It was just kind of like, meh, to me. Like, for the most part. Seriously? Like, literally everything they showed... was a banger. I cannot uh, believe that you think that this is a mass showing. I didn't think about well, it. I think I, Just, I think there's a little bit of uh letdown in my brain because man, I wanted so badly for a resistance anything. Anything resistance or first person like anything from them and it, we just didn't get it. Um, we'll talk more about it, but I mean, there were some things on here we had already seen, right? And of course, there's got to be some filler in these. You know, you're going to have a little filler. Uh, there was an interesting thing we'll get to later, but I, I think that like it was almost w- what I kind of expected, but not really. We should we should kind of pull up. I don't I don't have a way to pull it. Up. Maybe you should pull it up. Our notes from last show because we made three predictions, and I think I underlined them on the notes for 188. But I can't remember. I don't know. I think it, it was good. I think it was good, but I, I guess I wanted to see something like that felt brand fucking new and awesome. Like, co- what do you mean? They, are you talking, dude? Did you even watch the show? Yeah, well, like a surprise. No, like I you, wanted did. you, I, you didn't watch. The I show. wanted a surprise, I, even though you you wrote the notes in here. What do you mean a surprise? They fucking announced a Kotor remake. They announced an Alan Wake remastered for PS5, which is ridiculous because it's never been released on Xbox or PlayStation. But here's the Here's the other thing. Let me, let me just say announced a Wolverine game. Well, that, that was kind of cool. Was making. So I guess here's the thing. So literally everything. Let me just let me just put you in your place here for a second. <laughs> literally everything on this fucking list 
was a banger, except for, in my opinion, Rainbow Six Extinction or Extraction or whatever the fuck it's called. Extraction, yeah, yeah. And that's not, it's not because it doesn't look good. It's just because I really don't care about Rainbow Six plus aliens. It just doesn't seem like one of those, it just seems really kind of goofy. Yeah. I mean, the only other thing in there that, that like seems like that, is not maybe interesting to us as longtime PlayStation fans, but it's interesting from an industry perspective is them releasing Uncharted on PC. Mm. So well, it's also coming to PS5. There is right? that. So that was exciting. But well, yeah. So I guess my thought process is like, so the first two things that you pointed out aren't, it's not like new IP. It's not anything that we, I mean, Knights of the Old Republic, okay, cool. You're remaking something that already exists, um, and we're going to get a better version of something that exists. And as far as Alan Wake, it's like cool. So you're like just chewing off of Xbox's, you know, chicken wing, and you're just, you know, spitting out. You're leaving the good stuff now for us. And then the Wolverine thing was awesome, but there wasn't like anything there. It was like I think they announced that way too fucking early. They had to because there's Marvel money in it. But I don't know. I I don't know where I fall on it. You know, let's let's get into it and we'll talk about it. So the Nice Little Republic, I will agree that it's exciting as shit that that's coming. But again. Who knows when we're going to get that? 2023, 24, maybe? We don't know how far along they are. They didn't have, like, anything to show, and they said it's not gameplay anything. And it's just like, you know, the Sith God or Lord or whatever the hell that thing was, the Jedi thing, and it was just talking about whatever. And it was like, okay, that's a cool stinger, a good little surprise. Um, But, I mean, that's all well and good, but we're not going to get that anytime soon, I don't think. And then, you know, we'll go down the list. I don't know what was next, but we'll talk about Gran Turismo 7. March 20, 2022, a game that looks phenomenal. And somehow, like, the game always looks really clean when they show off this game. I'm not going to play it or buy it unless I get it for free. What do you think of Gran Turismo 7? It looks like Gran Turismo. Yeah. I really don't have anything to say yeah, about it. It looked good. I mean, I'm excited for, <laughs> for, excited for Gran Turismo fans because it's the, it's the gold standard for simulation car racers. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I personally am not excited about it. Yeah, so jumping in, Insomniac, the, the developer that apparently is, like, pff, running on 150% or something. So they, they showed off this crazy Spider-Man 2 trailer. And I thought this was probably, for me, the highlight of the show. Um, it looks incredible. Uh, you know, we, we saw maybe, you know, Venom is going to be one of the enemies, and there's some discussion about whatever. But it just looked cool. I think that we got a little glimpse of Miles Morales and Spider-Man working together, I believe, is what we saw. Um, and that looked cool. What do you think of the Spider-Man 2 trailer? Um, I mean, it was a CG trailer. It was fine. I mean, it wasn't... I mean, I thought it was cool that they, you know, introduced Venom as, as I'm guessing, the main, main antagonist. Um, I just hope that they can, uh, they don't ruin the game by having both Peter Parker and Miles Morales in it. Like, hopefully you can like choose one or the other or whatever. And they don't make it like this fucking co-op tag along thing. Oh yeah. Um, which in my opinion would ruin the single player nature of it, but I don't know. I mean, Insomniac's a pretty, pretty talented studio. I have a hard time believing that they're going to they're going to offend the traditional gamer. Yeah, I think it'll be good. I think it'll be awesome. So I think that that, I don't know if they didn't have like a release window on that, but it did look cool. And then they also teased, like you said earlier, Insomniac is making a Wolverine game, and they've come out and said, yeah, it's kind of, it's going to be a little more mature, which is awesome. So I could go for, you know, a sweet Wolverine game. I think there have been some attempts in the past. I don't know. 
There have been some games. There have been there have been a couple of good Wolverine games. Yeah. This one looks awesome. It looks. I mean, based on the trailer thing that we saw, the little the little snippet, it's like they almost looks like they've got his character figured out. He just, it doesn't look like comic booky either. It looks like what you'd what you would see uh, graphic wise with Spider Man, right? It, it wasn't like a Street Fighter graphics of Wolverine or like it looked like pretty realistic. You saw his, his hand. This guy comes walking to the fucking bar. He's gonna knife him, and then his claws come out. They sitting at a bar. That looked cool. Um. What else do we have? The Uncharted Legacy of Thieves will be coming to PS5 and PC. It'll feature Uncharted 4 and Lost Legacy. That's a big announcement. Again, I wasn't like thrilled about it, but I'd be tempted to get it for PS5. It depends on how what the difference is. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I I own both of those games. I don't really care that much about it. I'll I'll play it in its original state. I need to play because it's gonna I mean, even the PS4 version is gonna run at 60 frames on PS5. So if they're gonna make me pay to upgrade, then I'm not gonna even bother. Yeah. So the thing is with the Uncharted stuff is like I would love to play Uncharted 4 again. I only think I played it through once. It's a long game. And it, to, to, if I'm being honest, looking back on it, it always feels like the most recent Uncharted game I've played is my least favorite. Because when I played three, I was like, eh, not very good. I think I like two better. And then I went back and played three later after my expectations, after that wall of expectation had already been like, kind of like dissipated. And I went into it with an open mind. I was like, man, three is so fucking good. And then um, I went into Uncharted 4. I don't know what I was expecting, but it, it just didn't quite strike the right nerve with me. It wasn't terrible. It was a good game, but I'd, I'd like to play it again. So anyone who has a PC will now be able to play it. So that's good. Uh, gameplay from God of War Ragnarok. Uh, this is exciting. This game looked good, but it looked just like the first God of War that they made, right? I didn't see much of a visual improvement. I saw some. It looked good. Don't get me wrong, but but it's a continuation of the same story. So... I'll be a day one buyer of this for sure. I really want to play this. What do you think? I mean, it looks interesting. They're going into a bunch of new areas. It looks like some more tropical environments and things like that. And that's cool. You know, they're going to have, <laughs> seems like they're going to introduce some new characters, which are, this is supposed to be Ragnarok, which is the end of the Norse story arc. Mm. So it sounds like, uh, based on the, the guys that, um, Santa Monica, you're gonna you're gonna be able to see like Thor and Odin, and some of those guys are gonna be in this game, which is pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I, I know like everybody's. It's like the internet people just for whatever reason feel like they need to just shit on each other all the time. I don't know why people yeah. are people are making all these comments about all these like Xbox fanboys are making comments about how like oh it looks exactly the same as the last one and it's like it's a fucking sequel i don't know i mean and it's still better than any game that you have on xbox not that i'm trying to start anything but like like it's just you know it's it's one of those things where like and then playstation guys do the same thing they like like to shit on everything that xbox is announcing even though like some of the stuff that Xbox is getting ready to come out with, I think is going to be really fucking good. So I don't know. But I, I, I'm excited for God of War Ragnarok, mostly for the story. The gameplay was fun, but I just, I, I'm interested to see where they go with, uh, um, Atreus, the, the son and how they handle it. It looks like he's going to have to confront, um, 
oh, what's her face? Uh, yeah, I can't remember her name. The witch from the first one yeah. that he ends up. I don't want to spoil it, but man, that's a game he, I need uh, to play again too. He does her dirty at the end of the game, and uh, so by he I mean Kratos. So like. It's pretty interesting. Um, I'm actually mostly excited just for the new environments and what the story holds, and yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Well said. Yeah, I think I agree with you 100. percent I, I, uh, yeah, I wasn't kind of crapping on the game for looking the same. I, I just I didn't notice anything that really leaped out at me, right? From what we've already seen, like there wasn't anything except maybe the combat looked really, really kind of. Uh, a little more detailed, some more, I don't know, they showed off a couple of Kratos' moves and stuff, and it looked kind of cool. So um, I'm excited for that, and that's coming out hopefully soon. And then uh, we saw a game from Gearbox uh, called Te- Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Uh, looks very Borderlands-style artwork and kind of like fantasy RPG kind of elements. And I don't, <clears throat> I, it, it looked interesting. I don't know that it's for me. But I don't. I don't think it was a miss by any stretch. Uh, what did you think of that? Do you, do you know why? Do you know why it looks like Borderlands? Well, it's made by Gearbox, right? The same people that make Borderlands. No, it's because it is Borderlands. Oh, okay. So what's Tiny the... Tina is a Borderlands character. It's a spinoff. Okay. So is it an RPG <laughs> so, or what is it? Yeah, it, it's it's I, my impression of it. Just looking at it is that it looks like they're going to take the Borderlands formula mm. and they're going to drop you into a fantasy world as opposed to like a sci-fi world. So you still have all the guns and all the craziness and the RPGs and all that shit, but you'll be like fighting you off. But you have like magic and crap too, and you're like yeah. fighting, you know, fantasy. I mean, to me, I think it actually looks awesome. It looks. Yeah, uh, I, I am actually kind of interested in seeing how it goes, just because that character is really interesting. And um, I, haven't, I didn't play Borderlands three; I just didn't really, uh, f- really feel like it when it came out. Mm-hmm. So um, I actually thought it looked really good. At least I thought it presented really well. I don't know how well it'll play when it comes out. Yeah, yeah. There was there just wasn't a whole lot of explanation of what it really was. That's interesting for me to know. I think it looks. But yeah, like I said, it, it wasn't a miss by any stretch. I, I just don't know. Maybe it is for me. I don't know. We'll see. Um, and then we got a really long gameplay trailer for a game called Project Eve. It looked to me to be part of like this Eve Parasite world. Like One of the enemies looked like it came out of that game Eve Parasite. I don't know if there's any relation between the two. There's probably not, but it's being developed by a studio called Shift Up. It's getting some flack because the protagonist is like a super... You know, latex wearing girl with big boobs and, you know, a nice figure. And it's getting a lot of guff about that. You know, I will say that we have kind of steered, I think, as a, a lot of developers kind of steer clear from that for the most part, over sexualizing characters, except for, like, unless you're making like Dead or Alive or something. Isn't that the volleyball game where they have like the. The physics. Well, Dead or Alive is a fighting What's game. The one they I'm made th- a volleyball yeah, yeah, game. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking. Dead or Alive volleyball or whatever. Yeah, that was like the last yeah. one that was like super obviously like in your face. Like, yeah, we're just trying to make like the most ridiculous, over sexualized characters. The thing about this is that, like, in my opinion, right? Should should the the developers kind of change? Yeah, but the thing is, is that this is very clearly a Japanese developed game right and that aesthetic is still very prevalent in japanese games jrpgs are all like this um all the japanese action games are like this you know with the exception of a few of them 
you know, like sure. Persona, for example, I think has done a good job, even though even some of their stuff is is still a little bit kind of on the edge of uh, sexist. But like when I saw this, I first thought like based on the way they were explaining the story or whatever, mm-hmm. I thought I was like, holy shit, is this the next near game? Like, oh, is yeah. this an, another, you know, another near game? Because they're talking about how humanity has gone and they're like trying to save them and like blah, blah, kind blah, of a cool blah, idea, fighting yeah. these weird monsters and stuff. And I was like, oh, maybe this is a near game, but it ended up being something completely different. But I don't know. I, I mean, I thought it like, like I, you know, I don't disagree with the, 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 the you know, the, the take on the outfit of the main character or whatever, but it's like, you know, I, I, it doesn't really mean that much to me, mostly because I'm not the demographic that is offended by it. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I thought that the gameplay looked interesting. You know what it reminded me of? Metal Gear Rising. What's that? Yeah. Yeah. It has that kind of vibe to it. Um, that kind of like extreme melee combat, yeah. maybe a little bit of devil may cry to it. Like Slashing, it's, it's sword uh, really interesting. Yeah. It's one of those games where like I saw it and I was like, there's going to be a big market for this. I don't know if I'm necessarily going to play it, but I think a <laughs> lot of people will be interested in it for sure. Cause a lot of people love those, those Japanese action games. Like, devil may cry like you know and if they add some rpg stuff to it or maybe some like depth to the story you know it could be like a near it could be like a you know like a bayonetta or something like that so i don't know i think it'll do i think it'll do okay as long as it doesn't come out and it's not a steaming pile of shit i think it'll do okay i mean everything graphically looked amazing too the combat looked good it looked it looked smooth it looked like it was pretty well developed right it looks like it's Probably. Dude, Japanese, they make the grossest fucking enemies, too. Yeah. Like, that that enemy thing that she's fighting is just... That blob thing with the eyes and gross. stuff. Yeah, it looks like <laughs> yeah. something that came out of Resident Evil or something, yeah. Yeah. Pretty nasty. Yeah, it looked like a big loogie someone spit in twice the size of, I don't know, two-story building. I don't know. Anyways, hey, uh, we, we saw... Um, finally saw a story trailer for Forspoken, which, which was something... It was called something else before that. And uh, I recently learned that I believe Amy Hennig is on this game, working on the story. Dude, I is that I right? am so excited to play this game. Yeah, and yeah, I think it looks so good. And now that like you got a little glimpse of the story, I'm down with like where they're going with the story, and like I'm just really interested in seeing you know what this you know what this girl's conflict is, and like why is she in this fucking weird ass world, and like what are these powers? The, like the combat looks really fucking wild. Just yeah. all the animations and everything look amazing. Um, the the platforming looks really good. The name is still fucking awful. Yeah, it's a terrible. It's name. still like the worst name you could possibly give a video game. But. Um, you know, but I, you know, Project I'm not saying Atheo that I, I don't love the name Returnal, yeah. but I, yeah, yeah. But I've come around, I've gotten used to Returnal, so maybe I'll get used to Forspoken. It's hard to too. say. It just sounds so dumb. It's a hard thing to say. Like, it doesn't roll out. It's just like, it's, it just sounds like a made-up word. Like, why are you using, like, a made-up word for your title? Yeah, it's really weird. I mean, it's not, it doesn't roll out off the tongue very easily. Forspoken. There's like some hard letters in there, like back to back. It's weird. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 strange. But if I mean, that's- it, to me, they should have to me they should have named it something 
colon Forspoken if they wanted to use Forspoken. You know what I mean? They should have named it like, you know, um, Project Athia colon Forspoken. Or like not Project. You don't understand what I mean. They should have called it Project Athia because that sounds so much better. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Or Athia. I think it looks... I just think it looks great. I mean, I, I could I could be wrong. This is it, but this is a new IP. I think it looks really good. I think the story looks interesting. Um, you know, it's another open world action game from Sony, which is basically right up their alley. But I think it's going to be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for those who know, Amy Amy Hennig worked on the first three Uncharted. So. She was also involved in like a Star Wars game that got canceled, I think. But and then after that, we saw Rainbow. Uh, well, I don't know if we saw this after, but we also saw Rainbow Six Extraction. We talked briefly about this. This is coming early 2022, and again, uh, I think it's I think it's fine. I mean, it's it's almost essentially what XCOM is, except it's first person. It's like a first person XCOM game, um, but not. Do I see that? When I see these games like uh, like Rainbow Six Siege and now this game, I look at them and I'm like, man, that looks so fucking cool. Yeah. Just from like a concept perspective, right? And like the idea of everybody working together and doing all this stuff. But I would never be able to play it. Like I just, I can't, I don't play games that way. So I would be very frustrated playing a game like that. Yeah. And that's why I probably will never play it. Not to mention, it just seems weird to throw aliens into a fucking Tom Clancy game. I don't understand what the hell aliens that's are real. About. If you haven't heard Jake. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I'm sure Tom Clancy is rolling over in his grave right now, but it's just like, uh. I think it looks awesome. It does not look like a game that I care about playing. Yeah. yeah. I wish they would have just not called it Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six whatever. They should have just called it fucking Extraction. That would have been cooler. The name would have like resonated better and they they wouldn't have had to, you know, compete with all the or, or you know, deal with the masses being like, why the fuck is there aliens in Tom Clancy? Yeah. I don't know. It is kind of strange. It's a weird uh, juxtaposition, but I think that. I've never read a Tom Clancy novel, so I don't know, but I'm pretty sure he was just rooted in, like, actual military operation stuff, right? Like, just things. And I guess if aliens yeah, attacked, all... I mean, I guess we would call on our military to take care of them. But there was, like, this in, the, in that trailer for the gameplay for Rainbow Six Extraction where they had the soldier creep up behind the alien and stealth kill an alien. And I'm like, dude, that would never fucking happen. You can't sneak up on an alien. You can't, like, knife an alien to death. That just sounds so stupid. So that that kind of looked so weird, you know, when that happened. I was just like, this is so breaking, you know, it, it's ruining my suspension of disbelief here. You're not going to sneak up behind an alien and, and knife it. <laughs> you have to be a fucking maniac to try that. Yeah, it just looks bizarre. All right. And then, like you said earlier, we're getting an Alan Wake remastered game. Uh, Alan Wake was re- originally released on Xbox. Um, the creative director at Remedy Entertainment posted a nice little write-up about the love letter. This will be to the game. Uh, the original was released in 2010 and was published by Microsoft Studios and released for PC and Xbox. So this game looks cool. I don't know. It's a remaster. It's not a remake. So they're just going to try to have like, probably new textures, make it run a little smoother, make it look a little nicer. So... I just hope it doesn't look too dated because this game came out. I need to say this in 2010, dude. 11 years ago. So, I you like fucking poo pooed this game already, but <laughs> I will tell you firsthand knowledge Uh-oh. that this game is fucking awesome. So, because I've played it, 
So I am actually really excited for PlayStation gamers to be able to play this game because so it is it. so good. The, the concept is so cool. Like, don't, to be honest, it's a remedy game, so I was a little confused by the end of the game. But it's just like, oh, it's it's such a mind fuck. Like, I think if you liked Control and you like Remedy's kind of storytelling style and like the the dark sort of nature and all and like the sort of weirdness of it. I think that uh, you'll really like it. And I'm not 100% positive on this, but I'm pretty sure that they've come out and said that Control is actually in the Alan Wake universe. It is, yeah, because I, I played and beat Control, and I think there's some Alan Wake references, and I think you might even have a scene with them or something. So, but yeah, I, I, I would advise, I don't know what it's going to cost when it comes out, but if it's at a relatively, if it's at a budget like price, bucks, I would recommend bucks. this game to fucking everybody. Even if it's like 30 bucks, I would recommend that everybody play. It's right. so good. All right. All right. All right. If you, especially if it comes out in like, uh, like December or, or not December, but like, uh, like, uh, What are you thinking? Oh, dude, I lost you. I can't hear you. Hold on. I can't hear you, Jake. This is no good. No bueno. Hold on. Why did I lose you? Jake, it says your mic is muted. Mute? You have a mute next to your name. Next to your, uh, on my... On my Zoom, on Zoom, there's a little red indicator, and it's a microphone with a line through it. Can you talk now? Are you talking? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Give me a thumbs up if you can hear me. All right, he's doing something. Jake's doing something. Nothing. All right, here's what I'm going to do. We're going to keep recording. How about yeah, now? yeah, I got you. Now? What happened? I I think my aud- the driver for my audio interface must have oh died. I haven't gosh. restarted this computer in a few days, so it could be that it got fucked up. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, as as soon as I dragged my notes for the show a little bit to the right, your voice cut out, and I was like, "There's no way I made that happen." I, I started panicking. I thought I did something because all the different no. routing of sound and shit I have going on here to make this work is just incredible. Um, incredibly hard for me to even know what I did. So, like, if something gets screwed up, like I won't be able to fix it. Um, but it's working. something. Yeah, I, I think because my computer, I haven't I haven't uh, restarted it in like a week. Oh, so yeah. I think it's just like my RAM is just fucking clogged with shit. So because um, like my I don't know what it looks like on your end, but my Zoom is just fucking laggy as shit. It's a little laggy right now. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, let's move forward. We talk about Alan Wake. That looks good. It says my inner connections unstable also, which is really freaking weird. Cause I never get that error. Um, but we're going to keep rolling. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, new trailer showing off more story. Uh, I don't know if we need to say anything else about this game. It looks cool. I don't, I don't know. It looks good. looks interesting. Any input on Ghostwire Tokyo? Um, yeah, so I 
liked the original teaser trailer that they showed. Then they showed the first gameplay trailer, and I was like, eh, it looks kind of weird. And then they showed this trailer, and I was like, oh, I'm kind of back in. I still don't know if I agree with the whole, like, fucking hand signal, like, American Sign Language ghost, like, magic shit that he's doing. Like, I'd rather him just give me a gun that shoots fucking stuff. But, like, um, I'm interested. I'm really interested to see how it turns out, to be honest with you. Yeah. Just from the – just because I think it looks really, like, mind-bendy and, like, horror-y kind of. I think it looks cool. Yeah, yeah, it looks cool. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy had another trailer. We talked about this game soundtrack a few episodes ago. Um this game – I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It feels a little try-hard to me. But we'll uh, find yeah. out. They're just they're just doubling down on the, uh, the Marvel franchise, the Marvel stuff, which I guess um, makes sense. But it's just to me, like I think that it could be good. Like it seems like it could be good. I think it'll be like a. My guess is that it'll be like a seven point five. You know what I mean? Like it, it'll be good, but it won't be great. And I wonder, um, the soundtrack sounds like it's going to be really good, which is cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just hope they don't try to shoehorn too much of that, like fucking cheesy ass Marvel dialogue in there, which it sounds like they're going to, that's kind of, which could be really annoying. The franchise is kind of synonymous with like the, like the one-off, you know, jokes, like the characters just do that all the time in this, in this TV, in this movie and in the comic book. So it's definitely going to be a part of the game for sure. All right, um, yeah. Blood Hunt, which is takes place in the the vampire world, Vampire Masquerade, uh, is going to be free to play and apparently already available on Steam. It'll be coming sometime this year to PlayStation. Um, but uh, it looks interesting. I I tried the vampire game we got on PS Plus a long time ago, or earlier this year, or end of last year, and I, and it was interesting, but it, it was double A quality and it wasn't really hitting the spot for me. So I don't know if this is going to be interesting or not. Being free to play, it could be interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I I uh, it's it's a multiplayer thing. So like, I thought it looked interesting but i kind of like zoned out whenever i saw that it was like a sort of like a multiplayer thing i mean i didn't zone out like in in the fact that like i didn't pay attention to it because i watched the trailer and i thought the trailer looked really interesting but it's like one of those things like extraction where i just it's not for me like i'm sure it's for somebody Mm -hmm. but it's just not for me fair enough and then Deathloop, we got more stuff on Deathloop, which dropped today as we're recording i believe it came out today but uh, yeah, so Deathloop looks awesome. It does look good. I'm kind of sick of seeing stuff about it. Like every event, every every state of play, every everywhere, the Deathloop this, Deathloop that, Deathloop that, and it's like, okay, cool, I get it. This is an arcane game. It looks interesting. It looks like it's really well thought out. Some reviews are dropping now. I think uh, Game Somebody Game gave it a ten out of ten. Uh, I know that. It's going to be an awesome game based on that. But I don't... This is one of those situations, Jake, where I'm not sure that this game's for me. Like, it looks good. It looks fun. But, man, I get frustrated with solving puzzles. And I feel like... There's no puzzle. I don't... I doubt that there's really hardly any puzzles in this game. I mean, it's puzzle in that, like, 
you have to determine how you want to go about beating the level. If you want to try and do it fucking guns blazing and have all the FPS skill to do it, mm-hmm. or if you want to sneak about and kind of do it the quiet way, um, you know, I, I, I don't know, like I haven't played it yet, so I don't know anything about it, but I know if you, if you've played, my opinion is, is that if you like, uh, dishonored, you'll probably like this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and my only concern about it is that it's, it's got fucking roguelike elements to it, which I'm getting sick of roguelike games. So in terms of like the fact that it's like, Oh, I died. I got to start from the fucking beginning all over again. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, can I just play the game? Like, I, I don't, you know, man, maybe they'll have a mode where it's like, Oh, you know, I can keep going or whatever. You know what I mean? But, yeah. uh, I don't know. Like I, I, I haven't watched anything, any reviews or anything, so I don't really know what to expect. Mm-hmm. But I think that aesthetically the game looks really good. Arcane makes good shit. And it's one of those things where it's like if you have if you're an Arcane fan or you like this type of game, you better play it because you're not getting another fucking game from Arcane ever again on PlayStation. So you better like this one while you can. Well, a lot of a lot of the reviews that I saw, and a lot of people talking about this game. I was watching this stuff earlier today. A lot of people just had like essentially they were saying this is a masterpiece because Arcane has they have they have figured it out. Like the things that didn't work, you know, in Dishonored, or the things that didn't work in whatever other games they've done, and they t- have taken everything that does work and they found a way to marry. The, uh, like you said, the live, die, repeat thing with the interesting skills and the interesting abilities they give in their games, mixed with an interesting story, mixed with like player like freedom. And it's all just there. And it's like, it really is just this open world playground. And the game mechanics hold it all together. And like the way that it's supposed to be played as a game kind of keeps it all in one one place. So you don't ever feel like you're overwhelmed and you can really just attack things. Now, my thing is, is I get really I get really bored playing the same shit over. Right. That's kind of my thing is like, okay, cool. This person opens the door at the same time, this time of day. Every single time I'm here, you know, like that, I, I understand how that can be cool from a gamer's perspective. Cause then like eventually you learn all this shit as you play the game and you understand like this is going to happen then this is going to happen then, you know, and then you do something to rush it into nighttime and then you play nighttime mode or whatever. And then, you know, you, you line all these things up and you try to kill all these people. The, from what I understand is you have to kill like the eight bad, I think they're eight bad guys. You have to kill them all in one day before you die uh, without dying. To, to break the loop but the problem is is that it's not actually possible to kill them all individually with where they're located in the time you're given so you have to you have to figure out ways to draw them closer to one another and like kill them both when they're in the same area and then you know you can spend as much i think i heard that you can spend as much time in the daytime as you want and do everything you feel like you need to do, and then once you do something, you you can't go back to the daytime. Then you're at nighttime, and then whenever the uh, the time of day changes, it actually changes the environment. I guess they were taught. Not this isn't really spoiler. They were talking about like how like in the nighttime, um, someone's going to crash a car through a building or something, and it always happens every night. It's like Back to the Future. It's always going to happen. 
And, you know, so that that may be opening to that building isn't available in the daytime, but it, you now know it is in the nighttime. And you got to figure out ways to kind of beat beat this loop to get all these people killed. And they did say that you can turn off the multiplayer uh, invader. Uh, it can just be a it can just be a AI character to try to hunt you, you know, which is nice. Um, but their goal, the AI, the AI person's goal, is to take you out. Whereas most of the people in the game, the other AI that you're trying to evade, it's real easy to stealth them. It's easy to figure out. But I guess they can kind of team up on you once you're noticed and stuff. So it seems interesting, and it, and you know, but I just don't know. It depends on how. It depends on how much work you have to put in. Like, if you have to take notes and remember where people are at certain times and try to orchestrate this crazy assassination of eight people within a certain time frame, I just don't know that I'm... I don't know that I want to do that. Like, I want, like, a game. I want something that's kind of set up in, in like, chunks that I can work my way through. But I don't think that's what this is. I think it's just a big open world. you got to figure out how to get through it. I don't know. It's an interesting idea. I don't know. I digress. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. All right. So moving forward, can you hear me? He can hear me. I hope. I hope he can hear me. Welcome to the PS. This is awesome. Patreon page. For those of you that don't know, my name is Fred Oakman, and I'm Jake Peters, and we're a PlayStation podcast currently in our tenth year. Our first episode aired in July of 2012, where we discussed and speculated on the arrival of the PS4. Over the years, we've used this podcast to take a break from adulting, share our love of video games, and in particular, PlayStation. The audio podcast is available on all major streaming services, and we have recently made the leap to uploading video content and video podcasting to our YouTube channel, as well as the very occasional Twitter post or live stream. Over the years, we have covered everything from PS3 to PS Vita, through the launches of PS4, PSVR, and now PS5. As our audience has grown over the years, we have decided to start this Patreon with the hopes of creating a medium in which we can give you the opportunity to help support our show. And as a test bed, we're starting with a single tier. It's called the one and only $1 Club. So with your support at the $1 level, we're going to mail you a premium vinyl cut sticker and give you a shout out on the podcast. But at this time, unfortunately, we can only ship to the U.S. and Canada. But this is subject to change depending on your interest. So whether you're new to the show or you're a frequent flyer, we are forever thankful for your support and hope you can find it in your little gaming heart to join us in the one and only $1 Club. Until next time, like PlayStation, podcasting, and Patreon, P.S. This is awesome. Two other things that they showed was Kid A, Manesia which is like Kid Amnesia, Kid A for Radiohead. Um, uh, appears to be some sort of visual tour of Radiohead's like finest work, and it's some sort of weird thing coming out on PlayStation. I don't know what it is. kind of had weird visuals like Control has. I, I don't know. What, did you make anything of this? No, it's just like some Radiohead feature thing. I was just like, okay, this is this is Radiohead style, you know, a twenty second thing. That's cool. Yeah, and then moving on, <laughs> she at T C H I A looks like kind of like a Breath of the Wild style video game. Um, it's coming out twenty twenty two to PS four and PS five. I don't know much else about it, but they showed that game too, and it actually looked kind of. It cool. seems cool yeah. to me because it's made by a developer in fucking New Caledonia, which is 
absolutely wild. And it's a story about the people of that island, which is really interesting. I don't even know what New Caledonia is. It's like an island off the coast of like between like north east of uh, uh, Australia, like in okay. that area of the ocean, like near sort of south of Singapore and all that. And uh, it's ti- it's a tiny country. Like the whole country, I think, only has like 200,000 people in wow, it. That's wild. And and yeah, and but they have a game studio there and they they're making this game and it's about the people of Caledonia, which is really cool to me. And you're like, you know, the the game itself maybe may or may not be for me, but like the idea behind the game and the fact that the developers there are making it, I I think it would be cool to try and support them. Oh, for sure. And uh, I like the idea of exploring this Island that I've never been to before. And it looks like you as a main character have this ability to be able to like, I don't know if you're, you're possessing animals or if you're like turning into them or whatever to like maybe solve puzzles to do exploration. I don't know, but it looks, it looks cool to me. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't look bad. It looks in the art style is kind of cool. Um, and then, uh, so that's pretty much the PlayStation event. And I have a couple of news points we're going to talk about real quick and then we can kind of sign off for the night. It's already, we're approaching about an hour right now, but, uh, that Kingdoms of Amalar re-reckoning that was released a while back was supposed to get some sort of uh, DLC for it. It's called Fate Sworn. It's actually nearing completion. Uh, and if those who don't know, um, re-reckoning was published by THQ Nordic and released in September of 2020. So that game came out a while ago. We're finally looking at the end of 2021. The DLC they promised. I kind of wanted to jump into this game and try it because I don't remember ever playing Kingdoms of Amalar. I know I had it for free. It, came, it was a free plus game for PS4 back in the day, I think. But For PS3. Yeah, sorry. But yeah. It, it, Long time ago. To be fair, I heard it's really good, but Fate Sworn, another stupid fucking name. Yeah. Just my opinion. Now, I know that no developers probably listen to this show, but if you do, or if you're a listener and you know a developer who has any say whatsoever in making games or game content, tell them to stop making stupid fucking names and making up words that are dumb for the titles of their game. I would literally rather it be called Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning colon Expansion than fucking Fate Sworn. I'm really I'm, here. Let me just. I, I don't know why. I'm just. I'm really hot on this whole name yeah, thing. Let, it's really pissing me off that recently names have been getting real bad in video yeah, let games. Let me add to what you said. So if if you're not sure if the name's good, it probably sucks. So just email us at pssisawesome at gmail.com. Run the name by us. We'll keep it secret. Keep it safe. We'll let you know if it's a good name or a bad name. That's all. We'll say. We'll either give you the thumbs up or the thumbs down. You just keep trying until you get a thumbs up from us. Promise it'll it'll help your game sales. All right, moving forward. Yeah. Uh, while I was over the PlayStation blog, couldn't help but notice how amazing the Dying Light Two gameplay looks. I don't know if you saw that Dying Light Two gameplay on the PlayStation blog. It looks fran freaking tastic. Techland has announced it's not see this. It's not going to meet its December release they planned. So they're not going to be releasing Dying Light Two now until February 2022. So that's kind of shitty because that game's awesome looking. I'm really excited for this game. I mean, to, in my opinion, the gameplay looks great. The graphics look shit because it was supposed to come out like five years ago. But mm. like it, it, 
dude, this, it's there's literally going to be way there's going to be too many games to play in February in dude. the first six months of next year. It's going to be awful, and a lot of this stuff is going to get overlooked. And I feel bad because games like fucking Dying Light Two are going to die because no pun intended because. They're coming. It's coming out in fucking February. God of War will be coming out. When, like, out. Horizon and shit is coming out. Yeah. Alan like, Wake. Like, how can you... Horizon... I don't know when Alan Wake's coming uh, out. I don't Alan Wake, I'm not really that worried ah. about. But, like, you know what You know what else is coming out in fucking Grand February? Grand Turismo 7. The, Grand Turismo 7. March. And also the next huge expansion for Destiny 2. Uh, the Witch yeah. King or whatever the fuck it's called. So it's like... Dude, there's no dude, way. Dude, Rainbow Six I mean, Extraction... Yeah, well, yeah, well, obviously, but like, I mean, I like, I feel bad. Like, why? Like, who? Like, to me, in my opinion, if you're Techland and you're making Dying Light two, I'm sure they're like, guys, we're way fucking behind. We got to get this thing out. I don't really care. But like, if it's me, I'm begging the shareholders to be like, look, we got to push. The, if we're gonna push it into 2022, we got to push it to like summer. We cannot push it into fucking February. Yeah. It makes no sense. That's the worst. It makes time. It's, it's literally going to die. Unless a gamer has $600 to spend on new games. I mean, some of these games are going to get looked over, like just like you said. And Even if they do, people are going to buy it and not play it. it or they're just not going to play it because they've got fucking Horizon and Can you play. imagine competing with all the advertisements around that time to promote your game? Yeah, you're, you're never space, all that stuff. Like your, your game's just gonna tank if it's not one of the big heavy hitters. And it wouldn't surprise me. Not that this is a PlayStation. This is not a PlayStation thing. But um, Halo Infinite comes out in December, and they've already announced that it's not including uh, co-op and it's not including Forge, which are two really huge modes for Halo when it launches. But, it, like, just the way that the fucking industry has been working, it would not surprise me if they're like, February 15th, we're releasing fucking Forge and co-op for Halo. And then it's just like, okay, we're just going to drag even more gamers away. Mm. And, I, like, I, dude, I don't even know how it's possible to be able to play all of the games that are that are being announced. Just the AAA shit. I'm not even talking about indie stuff. Yeah. Just the AAA shit that's coming out in the first six months of next year. I don't know how you're going to have enough time. It's going to be pretty wild. I agree. I mean, it'll be exciting. It's exciting. Yeah, but it's but like, like, like you said, it's too much for... I mean, we have a video game podcast. Too much for us to even think about. You can't imagine like your average person um, that doesn't have to worry yeah. about this shit. Like, they're not going to catch all this stuff. Um, so, Sony uncharacteristically has acquired another studio. Uh, it was revealed on Wednesday that Fire Sprite, creators of the Persistence and Playroom, both VR titles, have been purchased by Sony. The other two aqu- acquisitions we saw this year from Sony were Housemark and Nixus. So, this was kind of interesting. Yeah, I don't know uh, how much I care about this. I, I, it was honestly a surprise, like a really big surprise to me. I'm guessing yeah. they got them for like fucking nothing. So VR two, that's too, probably why they mean? purchased them. But like, like I'm kind of confused why they haven't purchased Blue Point yet. And it seems to I me like they that have. seems like they just the obvious told one. Anybody. I mean, maybe or maybe they're still in talks with it or whatever. But like, th- that's the purchase everybody's waiting for. So when they announce something like this, people are like, "Who fucking cares?" Nobody even uh, plays their VR anymore. I mean, people do, right? But like, it's like at this point. Maybe that's an important announcement whenever they're talking about PSVR 2. Sure. Like, they should come out and be like, 
Yeah, PSVR 2. This is why it's awesome. And we got this new studio who's going to make the triplest of A fucking yeah. VR whatever. It's fire spray. So, yeah. like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's cool. Like, good for them. You know, they probably got a good paycheck out of the deal and everything like that. And Sony got a VR studio. But remember, Sony had a VR studio in England, uh, like a, a VR specific studio. They did nothing for four years and then got shut rigs. down. Did they, so, did they do rigs? Who did rigs? Riggs did uh, as Gorilla Cambridge, and they got shut down. Yeah. So that's a, that's another studio they, that was VR they specific. They still have got shut London down. Studios, right? Who did the heist? Yes. They still have that one, I think. Yes. And I think they created a motion capture thing in their own place just for VR. They have like a tailored VR thing there. But anyways, we'll see. We'll see what happens. So NVIDIA um, apparently leaked leaked some shit. It was a huge leak. This is from Push Square. They have responded uh, to... I just lost... Just so you yeah, know. I just lost... Sorry to interrupt. My camera my camera died, so my battery died, so we're just going to have to do the rest without my fucking video. All right, so everybody can just look at me. We're almost through it anyways. Um, it's so funny. So you can just look at me, Jake. Just look at me. Uh, so, <laughs> so you... The thing is, is that GeForce... Um, you know, NVIDIA, that's hilarious. The stream now says your name backwards. Um, uh, what people are going to see on our YouTube. This has kind of been a botched episode for the video, but we're going to keep rolling. There was a way to open up um, a database, uh, in, and it's had tons of references to a bunch of games that we had never heard of, right? And... It's interesting because this is coming from NVIDIA. They're like a graphics card place, right? And uh, it says their response, before we get to the list of games, their their official response to this leak of all these unannounced games that someone cracked into this GeForce database, their response is, NVIDIA is aware of an unauthorized published game list with both released and or speculative titles used only for internal tracking and testing. Inclusion on the list is neither confirmation nor an announcement of any game. So the list... So are people speculating that these are going to be on like an NVIDIA platform or something or what? Well, so, yeah. So I don't know a whole lot about how graphics work, right? But they must... These game developers must have like a mainline to NVIDIA, right? To, to make sure that these games are running and looking as good as they can look or whatever. So they, they must have some sort of internal back and forth or some sort of private line between game developers and their company. And, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that goes on. NVIDIA and their GeForce program, their GeForce card, or whatever the fuck it is, they have a database that someone hacked and they pulled out and extracted all of these all of these game titles um, and NVIDIA has since come out and said it doesn't mean that these are confirmed games they were speculated games on our end that you know we're just you know internally tracking to see if these things are actually going to be a thing you know what I mean so on the Push Square website they have the unannounced games that have been spotted or referenced um, on this list this database that was pulled um, I'm just going to go down the list because it's they all seem pretty credible. Like they could all definitely freaking happen. You know, there are some uh, Sony published titles. We'll start with the Sony published titles. Um, and this, this according to Push Square, would suggest that possibly more of their first party games are coming to PC at some point, right? 
And these, this is God of War 2018, Horizon Forbidden Rest, uh, Gran Turismo 7, Returnal, Demon Souls, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Sackboy, Big Adventure, and Ghost of Tsushima. Um, now, this is supposedly have been come from some sort of GeForce server. Now, the other games that are listed on here, which is interesting because while they may not be Sony first party, they are games that probably we will see on PlayStation 4 if this is factual. The games that might be in the works or at least, you know, developers are talking about. So it's Chrono Cross Remaster, which would be fucking awesome. Final Fantasy Tactics Remaster, which would be amazing. Final Fantasy IX Remake, possibly just a reference to the recent remaster is what Push Square puts on there. This is all off their website. Um, Kingdom Hearts 4, Resident Evil 4 Remake, which was already previously rumored, according to Push Square. Street Fighter 6, Dragon's Dogma 2, which is previously rumored, according to Push Square. Monster Hunter 6, Grand Theft Auto Remasters, a Bioshock 2022, Mirror's Edge Remaster, Untitled Respawn Game, Titanfall 3, Tekken 8, The Talos Principle 2, Crisis 4, Batman Arkham Knight Remaster, XCOM 3, Injustice 3, Gods Will Fall, uh, Destroy All Humans 3, Sniper Elite 5, City Skylines 2, Fight for Middle Earth, which would make sense. They have the, the Shadow of War, all those Middle Earth games. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11, no, 12, and then Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 Remaster, which Push Square notes was debunked by Activision that wasn't going to happen. And then the most surprising one to me, Helldivers 2. I loved Helldivers. If they're doing a Helldivers 2, that'd be fucking awesome. But this is such a crazy leak. If there's any credence or credibility to this at all, there's a lot to be excited about there. Bioshock 2022. I would say like, what that, could that be? There is a lot to be excited about, but I would almost guarantee that none of this is legit because there are too many like games that are like those those like uh those like what if games for people in that list mm. you know what i mean like there are too many i think there are too many games in this list that are like the the games that people wish would be made you know what i mean like you know like a like a fucking tactics remaster or like a kingdom hearts 4 or a um you know and the next bioshock game yeah um you know xcom 3 is another good one uh you know these are all to me it just seems like someone someone at Nvidia was like, we got to make a database of games that we can use to just find it, test our shit out on our back end. And then, so they handed it off to some intern. He's like, all right, I'm just going to make up some fucking games that I want to happen. And he just like makes this list of games, puts it in a database. Now there are some things in here that are like, that have been rumored that are probably true. And I think that's why people are so hung up on this. Like Grand Theft Auto remasters. That's basically been all but confirmed. Uh, right. Resident Evil 4 remake. That is for sure happening. I mean, they did one and two. They're definitely going to do four because it's the most popular. Um, Street Fighter 6 definitely happening, even though it hasn't been announced yet. Same as like, uh, um, you know, like I wouldn't be surprised about like XCOM 3 is eventually probably going to oh, happen. Oh, for sure. Combat 12, Injustice 3 right? is but, like, probably going to happen. You know, but like there are games on here that like I'm just like, eh, I don't know, like Titanfall 3, for example, or like, uh, you know, uh, 
Final Fantasy IX remake. Now, they, I know they have a comment on here about referencing the remaster they did or whatever, but like, you know, I I, I don't know. I, it just seems to me like it's a little bit too pie in the sky to have a hundred percent credence. Some of these definitely do just because of rumors and stuff that have been <laughs> circulating for a while. But like, I, I just don't know that it's it's as exciting as people want it to be. Yeah, I can't answer. I can't speak to that, man. I don't know. But I think it's an interesting thing and it's an interesting glimpse. And again, disappointment resonates with me as I see no resistance on here. Man, it's such a pipe dream, I think. It's just a pipe dream, man. I think it would be. Well, if it was on this list, that would mean that it would be a PC game. That's true. But it could be on those. uh, Yeah, the Sony First Party, I guess they would have to be released on PlayStation first. So maybe you're right. Yeah. Resistance was never a PC game. All right. Well, hey, let's move forward and then pretty much call call it an evening here. It's getting late. It's 930 on a work night. And uh, we're going to go over real quick some new games that are coming out or have already come out this week. So today, the 14th, we're getting Deathloop on the PS5 and then a game on the PS5 called Kiwi, K-E-Y-W-E, September 15th. Tomorrow, uh, probably today for those who are listening to this podcast, today it comes out, Collateral Damage, re PS5 and PS4. Cat Lateral. Cat Lateral Jesus. Damage. I hate these... Yeah. Anyways, cat lateral damage remeowstered. That's cute. Uh, September seventeenth, Origami two with an A. Oh, Jacob's back. All right. Yeah, my my camera will die immediately, uh, so don't worry about it. And then uh, Origami two, PS five, PS four, Tales of Iron, PS five, and Toem, PS five, PS four. So that's all I got, man. I appreciate you filling up the end there. Um, with the games. Do you have anything else you want to tag on before we close out the show? Thank the listeners, whatever. Um, I guess if you have gotten to this point in the episode, thanks for sticking around because it's been just an absolute shit show of technical difficulties. It sounds like Fred's having some internet trouble on his end. I don't know what that's about. Cause I, the whole time we were doing it, cause it's usually me the whole time we were doing it. I'm like, why is it so fucking laggy? And yeah. like, I looked at all of my, I checked all of my computer stuff. I checked all my transfer speeds and shit and like all my internet speeds and everything are good. But then you said that you had like a internet stability issue. Yeah. Kind of message said pop that up on, on your on side. The Zoom which, call. Yeah. But it, it's um, not saying that now, but yeah. So that, which is interesting. Part of the problem. So, yeah, man. But that's a, it's a bummer. I mean, especially about an episode about a really important event that Sony had. And I, I know that Fred and I have differing opinions on the quality of the event, but <laughs> I, I'm excited for, for the, the days to come. And, uh, I guess there is a good, I, I was bitching about all these games coming out in the spring, but it's kind of good that, uh, a lot of this stuff is not coming out until next year because it looks like I'm going to have a really, really busy fall with work. So mm. I, and I don't get to play a lot of games as is, so I might not be playing video games till the fall, but is there any Vita game that's good that I can get? That's not like, I, that's something that I would I ask really, you real quick. The Valkyria Chronicle game was really good. Valkyria, whatever one it was, two or three or whatever, two mm. was really fun. Sounds like something that's interesting. I was at Grand Kingdom was when I go because when I go to the racetrack, I have a lot of time between sessions, yeah. and 
like 40 minutes between each session. So I have time to kill. So I take my Vita with me every time. And every time I inevitably start it up, look at the games I have on it, shut it back off and just play on my phone. Get Because like, yeah. I just don't really care about anything that's on there. So like if any, if anybody has any good suggestions for Vita games that are like lighthearted, not a whole lot of, you know, I wanted to play the Danganronpa games, but they removed them from the Vita store and they won't put them back on. So, mm. guess I'm not doing that. Symphony of the Night's on there. Have you played that? I know, but that's like, I want something that's a little lighter. You know, Symphony of the Night's like a game that you got to, like, get into. Dude, Valkyria's turn-based. It'd be fun. should definitely get that. Yeah, I might think about, I might think about Valkyria Chronicles. That sounds, sounds kind of kind of nice yeah it's a good time i like it well all right well hey unfortunately there's no closing uh music for this show uh so we need some submissions uh we haven't had music in a long time i talked to a dude in a band um the other night plays in a band oh man i keep i'm gonna i can't remember their name they're friends of ours half glass is what they're called they're out of erie i'm gonna try to get well they got a new five song ep coming i'm gonna try to get one of their tracks for the show talk to their uh bass player about it or their guitar player about it but unfortunately, um, no music this time. But if you want to submit music to us, you can at psisawesome.gmail.com along with your band name and the title of the song. We'll notify you when it goes live. So without further ado, well, I guess first I do want to say that I didn't think that it was a bust. I didn't think that the PlayStation event was a bust. I just felt it was like, meh, all right. Kind of what we kind of expected. I, I just wanted to be like blown away by something, right? And it just didn't happen. I, and maybe it was my mood at the time, too. I was kind of tired that day. But anyways, I, I think we both agree there's, there's a good showing. And I will add that it's nice to know that Sony has a plan. That's the thing that makes me feel nice. They have, they're still doing shit, right? Even though they don't really communicate with us very often, they got some stuff in the works. So that was nice. So I'll say that much. So, all right. I'm going to sign off. Jake, you're going to sign off. So like Zombie, Zen Pinball, and Zero Escape. P.S. P.S. This is awesome. Awesome.